Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Babes Who Manifest podcast. I am your host, Luanza, aka The Gratitude Chick. Don't forget to follow me on all of my social media platforms at The Gratitude Chick, on Twitter, Gratitude underscore Chick, and on TikTok, Babes Who Manifest. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another reading of The Power of Your Subconscious Mind. This book just goes on and on, doesn't it? (laughs) We are on chapter number 14, and my Kindle says we're still only 66% here. So, um, the title of chapter 14 is Your Subconscious Mind and Marital Problems. So, if you're new to listening to me, read just know that I read with my commentary you don't have to agree with my commentary but I do read with my commentary ignorance of the functions and powers of the mind is the cause of all marital trouble friction between husband and wife can be solved by each using the law of mind correctly by praying together they stay together the contemplation of divine ideals The study of the laws of life, the mutual agreement on a common purpose and plan, and the enjoyment of personal freedom bring about the harmonious marriage, that wedded bliss, that sense of oneness where the two become one. The best time to prevent divorce is before marriage. It is not wrong to try to get out of a very bad situation, but why get into the bad situation in the first place? Would it not be better to give attention to the real cause of marital problems? In other words, to really get at the root of the matter involved. As with all other problems of men and women, the problems of divorce, separation, annulment, and endless litigation are directly traceable to lack of knowledge of the working and interrelationship of the conscious and subconscious mind. The meaning of marriage. Marriage, to be real, must first be on a spiritual basis. It must be of the heart, and the heart is the chalice of love. Honesty, sincerity, kindness, and integrity are also forms of love. Each partner should be perfectly honest and sincere with the other. It is not a true marriage when a man marries a woman for her money, a social position, or to lift his ego, because this indicates a lack of sincerity, honesty, and true love. Such a marriage is a farce, a sham, and a masquerade. Okay. And I'm only laughing because it says um, when a man marries a woman for her money, that probably doesn't happen nowadays. I mean, it might, but I just thought that was funny. When a woman says, I am tired of working, I want to get married because I want security, her premise is false. She is not using the laws of her mind correctly. Ooh. Her security depends upon her knowledge of the interaction of the conscious and subconscious mind and its application. I actually have a friend. I'll just say a friend from college because to give any more information, if anybody listens, they'll know who it is that knows me. So I have a friend from college who actually, (laughs) her husband is her backup plan, so to speak. 
she married him for security. Not because she was in love. Um, the person she was in love with kind of went in another direction. I'll say that. And he was her backup plan. And literally before the summer she got married, two months prior, she was all in love with Duke, with the other guy. And I'll just say we all know each other very well. And he and I had a conversation. And I already knew he wasn't going for her. Um, but I didn't want to be in the middle. So I'm, I was like, I'm going to mind my business and let the chips fall where they may. Which, you know, happened. And I was very shocked to find out literally the next week she was engaged to her now husband. Like, literally shocked. But they've been been married for, I won't say how many years, a very long time now. So, I don't know. But I just thought that was the only, that's the only instance I have of something that correlates to what he's saying because that actually did happen. Uh, For example, a woman will never lack for wealth or health if she applies the techniques outlined in the respective chapters of this book. Her wealth can come to her independent of her husband, father, or anyone else. A woman is not dependent on her husband for health, peace, joy, inspiration, guidance, love, wealth, security, happiness, or anything in the world. Her security and peace of mind come from her, her knowledge of the inner powers within her and from the constant use of the laws of her own mind in a constructive fashion. How to attract the ideal husband. Are y'all listening? Because I know a lot of y'all are looking for this SP, so this might help you. You are now acquainted with the way your subconscious mind works. You know that whatever you oppress upon it will be experienced in your world. Begin now to impress your subconscious mind with the qualities and characteristics you desire in a man. So whatever your is on your list of I want in a man, make sure that you embody that, especially if it's someone who is kind, someone who is caring, someone who is loving, all of those things you have to exhibit because as the law of attraction says, like attracts like. So if you want that in someone, you need to be what it is that you want. The following is an example. Uh, I'm sorry. The following is an excellent technique. Sit down at night in your armchair. Close your, close your eyes. Let go. Relax the body. Become very quiet, passive, and receptive. Talk to your subconscious mind and say to it, I am now attracting a man into my experience who is honest, sincere, loyal, faithful, peaceful, happy, and prosperous. These qualities which I admire which I admire, are sinking down into my subconscious mind. As I dwell upon these characteristics, they become a part of me and are embodied subconsciously. I'm going to go back and um, highlight this because I feel like I'm going to do something like some kind of SP thing for y'all. Uh, maybe in February. And I'm going to come back and we're going to use this. 
I know there is an irresistible law of attraction and that I attract to me a man according to my subconscious belief. I attract that which I feel to be true in my subconscious mind. I know I can contribute to his peace and happiness. He loves my ideals and I love his ideals. He does not want to make me over, neither do, neither do I want to make him over. There is mutual love, freedom, and respect. So before I read on, I would like to say this. I know I can contribute to his peace and happiness. Don't ever look for happiness outside of you. No one can make you happy. You can experience moments of happiness and people can add to your happiness quotient. But you are the arbiter of your own happiness. It is up to you to be happy. Happiness is a state of being. So I want you guys to get that because there are a lot of people who are looking for another person to make them happy when they have the power to be happy. So I just thought I would say that. Practice this process of impregnating your subconscious mind. Then you will have the joy of attracting to you a man possessing the qualities and characteristics you mentally dwelt upon. Your subconscious intelligence will open a pathway whereby both of you will meet according to this irresistible and changeless flow of your own subconscious mind. Have a keen desire to give the best that is in you of love, devotion, and cooperation. Be receptive to this gift of love which you have given to your subconscious mind. Now, for me, I, I do want to do this because... No, excuse me. Let me let me be clear. I don't want to do this. Not yet. I don't... I As I'm speaking currently right now today, I am not ready for this to attract a mate not just yet i'm not ready yet i am hoping to be ready it may be in 2022 sometime like maybe in six months or so but right now i'm not ready but i do want to do this to for you guys to see how it works for you i would love to see how uh see someone who does the exact you know exactly the way it's being stated and see how it works So I may create something and get some volunteers to actually do this process just to see what happens. I might do that. We'll see. Okay, so the next spot spot, uh, says how to attract the ideal wife. Affirm as follows. I now attract the right woman who is in completely accord with me. This is a spiritual union because it is divine love functioning through the personality of someone with whom I blend perfectly. I know I can give to this woman love, excuse me, love, light, peace, and joy. I feel and believe I can make this woman's life full, complete, and wonderful. He didn't say I feel I can make this woman's life happy. So I just just wanted to say that. I now decree that she possesses the following qualities and attributes. She is spiritual, love, faithful. I'm sorry. She is spiritual, loyal, faithful, and true. She is harmonious, peaceful, and happy. And what's crazy is I told you guys that my um, one of my favorite affirmations right now is I am whole, 
perfect, strong, powerful, loving, harmonious, and happy. That is my, what that is what I say every day. So literally many times a day, about nine times a day, I think. So I would definitely incorporate some of the things that you're wanting in a mate into your own affirmation so that you can be these internal things that you want in another person. Um, Because what I'm saying for myself are things that I am going to want from another mate. But I know that I need to be these things. So, you know, that's all I wanted to say. We are irresistibly attracted to each other. Only that which belongs to love, truth, and beauty can enter my experience. I accept my ideal companion now. Um, I used to, when I used to write down the things that I wanted in, in a man, um, and I, <laughs> I realize now why I've had so much trouble in relationships is that everything I wrote down was an outward a- a- appearance. So it never, it never ever dawned on me to ask for internal things. It was always about what he looked like. And even though, yes, of course, what someone looks like is what attracts you to them. That also is what can put you in hell. (laughs) So every, if I look back, most of the men that I have had relationships with, they all kind of look not I won't say look alike but they all have kind of the same characteristics you know most of them are Libra Um, most of them are bald heads with you know beards so these are kind of the it's it's what I painted it's the picture that I've held in my mind of the guys that I of the guy the ideal guy that I wanted but I have realized in recent years that all I asked for is what someone looked like. And, and that doesn't, you know, that doesn't last. Not only does it fade, but it gets on your nerves after a while. Because if all you have is this that I'm looking at, that's nothing to sustain us. And at the end of the day, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get tired of this bald head. So <laughs> take it from me. Make sure that you are writing down things mostly on the inside. Because today, she is 45, honey. She is two months from 46. So the looks are going to fade soon. In order for me to last for the rest of my life with him, I have to at least like you. I have to. And those looks that I was looking for, they're gone now. I mean, they're not gone. But they will be soon. (laughs) Okay. As you think quietly and with interest on the qualities and attributes which you admire and the companion you seek, you will build the mental equivalent into your your mentality. Then the deeper currents of your subconscious mind will bring both of you together in divine order. Okay, so I'm sorry. This is my last time. I'm lying. I'm probably going to stop again. But what came into my uh, mind while I was just reading that that one affirmation I just told you, I am whole, perfect, uh, strong, powerful, loving, harmonious, and happy. I definitely think that you guys should use that one. 
that one I got from the the power of your subconscious mind. I can't remember what chapter, but I got it from this book. The second one is one I told you guys about in another recording that um, I was asleep. No, I had been, you know, perusing TikTok and this one, you know, affirmation I never really cared about because it was always attached to couples and I just always skipped over it. But this is when I woke up one morning, it was like really early in the morning, about maybe four, it was playing in my mind. And it says, and, and I don't, I only saw it like two or three times, but I saw it enough that it, it literally imprinted in my mind till I memorized it. <laughs> and it says, I don't chase, I attract. What's meant for me will simply find me. So those two, I would definitely say, in conjunction with one another, start repeating those every day so that you will remind yourself you don't chase, you attract. What is meant for you will find you. And then the qualities of the person that you're looking for, tweak it if you have to. But those seven things, you are powerful, all that, say those things. That is a good starting point. Back to reading. No need, um, no need for third mistake. Recently, a teacher said to me, I have had three husbands and all three have been passive, submissive, and dependent on me to make all decisions and govern everything. Why do I attract such type men? I asked her whether she had known that her second husband was the effeminate type and she replied, of course not. Had I known, I would not have married him. Apparently, she had not learned anything from the first mistake. The trouble was with her own personality makeup. She was very masculine, domineering, and unconsciously wanted someone who would be submissive and passive so that she could play the dominant role. All this was unconscious motivation and her subconscious picture attracted to her what she subjectively wanted. She had learned to break the pattern by adopting the right prayer process. How she broke the negative pattern. The above-mentioned woman learned a simple truth. When you believe you can have the type of man you idealize, it is done unto you as you believe. The following is the specific prayer she used to break the old subconscious pattern and attract her ideal mate. Are you guys listening? Because some people ask for Sierra's uh, prayer. So this might be it. I am building into my mentality the type of man I deeply desire. The man I attract for a husband is strong, powerful, loving, very masculine, successful, honest, loyal, and faithful. He finds love and happiness with me. I love to follow where he leads. I know he wants me and I want him. I am honest, sincere, loving, and kind. I have wonderful gifts to offer him. They are goodwill, a joyous heart, and a healthy body. He offers me the same. It is mutual. I give and I receive. Divine divine intelligence knows where this man is, and the deeper wisdom of my subconscious mind is now bringing both of us together in its own way, and we recognize each other immediately. I release this request to my subconscious mind, which knows how to bring my request to pass, I give thanks for the perfect answer. Woof. That is a, that's a bomb prayer. 
She prayed in the above manner right, night and morning, affirming these truths and knowing that through frequent occupation of the mind, she would reach the mental equivalent of that which she sought. The answer to her prayer. Several months went by. She had a great number of dates and social engagements, none of which was agreeable to her. When she was about to question, waver, doubt, and vacillate, she reminded herself that the infinite intelligence was bringing it to pass in its own way, that there was nothing to be concerned about. Her final decree in her divorce proceeding was granted, which brought her a great sense of release and mental freedom. Shortly afterward, she went to work as a receptionist in a doctor's office. She told me that the minute she saw the physician, she knew he was the man she was praying about. Apparently, he knew it too because he proposed to her the first week she was in the office and their subsequent marriage was ideally happy. Ideally happy. This physician was not passive or submissive type but was a real man, (laughs) a former football player, an outstanding athlete, and was a deep spiritual man through, um, though he was completely devoid of any sectarian or denominational affiliation. She got what she prayed for because she claimed it mentally until she reached the point of saturation. In other words, she mentally and emotionally united with her idea, and it became a part of her in the same way that an apple becomes a part of the bloodstream. Um, what I, um, I think it was today. Was it today or yesterday? I can't remember. Um, but I was listening, no, it was last night. I was listening to, um, I want to say her name was Catherine Cameron. Yeah, I think that's her name. And she was talking about visualizing. And what she was saying was that we have to not just see what it is that we want, but it comes, basically it comes into to fruition faster when we can see and then attach the emotion to what it is that we're seeing. So for instance, if... Uh, let's see, you want, I don't know, a house. I always go back to the same ones because, I don't know, I feel like everybody wants a house. <laughs> so say that you want a new house. And you're in t- when you think about the new house, you have strongly attached feelings towards it. So when you visualize, and every time you think of this new house, You have to always attach those feelings to it in order for it to, as he says, saturate and unify so that it can come to your reality. So I just thought I would come and say that because a lot of times when people just tell you to visualize or think at the end, they aren't telling you to make sure that you are adding emotion to it they only say and while feeling is is I guess an emotion I think it's different when you tell people to add emotion not just feel it because um adding emotion could be I don't know when you're sometimes when you're daydreaming or thinking about something that holds so much love for you you feel it so hard and sometimes you even cry like she was talking about how she her business, you know, when she used to visualize about becoming um, successful in the business she's in, she used to cry about it and it would be happy tears. And 
um, within the first, I want to say she said the first seven months of having her business, she made a million dollars. And within two years of having her business, she had made $14 million. So this is what I'm saying when I say make sure that you add the emotion. Yes, of course, the feeling, feeling, feeling. But um, choose the right emotion, you know? Don't be sad. Don't be angry. You choose love and happiness and joy when you think about whatever it is that you're trying to manifest into your life. I just thought I would, you know, say that. Should I get a divorce? Divorce is an individual problem. It cannot be generalized. In some cases, of course, there never should have been a marriage. In some cases, divorce is not the solution. No more so than marriage is the solution for a lonely man. Divorce may be right for one person and wrong for another. A divorced woman may be far more sincere and noble than many of her married sisters who perhaps are living a lie. For example, I once talked with a woman whose husband was a dope fiend. Oh my gosh, I haven't heard that terminology in a while. I once talked with a woman who was a dope fiend, an ex-convict, a wife beater, and a non-provider. She had been told it was wrong to get a divorce. I explained to her that marriage is of the heart. If two hearts blend harmoniously, lovingly, and sincerely, that is the ideal marriage. The pure action of the heart is love. Following this explanation, she knew what to do. She knew in her heart that there is no divine law which compelled her to be browbeaten, intimidated, and beaten because someone said, I pronounce you man and wife. If you are in doubt as to what to do, ask for guidance, knowing that there is always an answer and you will receive it. Follow the lead that comes to you in the silence of your soul. It speaks to you in peace. Drifting into divorce. Recently, a young young couple married for only a few months were seeking a divorce. I discovered that the young man had a constant fear that his wife would leave him. He expected rejection and he believed that she would be unfaithful. These thoughts haunted his mind and became an obsession with him. His mental attitude was one of separation and suspicion. She felt unresponsive to him. It was his own feeling or atmosphere of loss and separation operating through them. This brought about a condition or action in accordance with the mental pattern behind it. There is a law of action and reaction or cause and effect. The thought is the action and the response of the subconscious mind is the reaction. His wife left home and asked for a divorce, which is what he feared and believed she would do. Divorce begins in the, in the mind. Divorce takes place first in the mind. The legal proceedings follow after. These two young people were full of resentment, fear, suspicion, and anger. These attitudes weaken, exhaust, and debilitate the whole being. They learn that hate divides and that love unites. They begin to realize what they have been doing with their minds. Neither one of them knew the law of mental action, and they were misusing their minds and bringing on chaos and misery. These two people went back together at my suggestion and experimented with prayer therapy. They began to radiate love, peace, and goodwill to each other. Each one practiced radiating harmony, 
health, peace, and love to the other, and they alternated in the reading of the Psalms every night. Their marriage is growing more beautiful every day. The nagging wife. Many times, the reason the wife is the wife nags is because she gets no atti- attention. Oftentimes, it is craving for love and affection. Give your wife attention and show your appreciation. Praise and exalt all her many good points. There is also the nagging type of woman who wants to make the man conform to her particular pattern. This is about the quickest way in the world to get rid of a man. The wife and the husband must cease being scavengers, always looking at the petty faults or errors in each other. Let each give attention and praise for the constructive and wonderful qualities in the other. The brooding husband. If a man begins to brood, grows morbid against his wife because of the things she said or did, he is psychologically speaking committing adultery. One of the meanings of adultery is idolatry, i.e. giving attention to or uniting uniting mentally with that which is negative and destructive. When a man is silently resenting his wife and is full of hostility towards her, he is unfaithful. He is not faithful to his marriage vows, which are to love, cherish, and honor her in all the days of her life. The man who is brooding, bitter, and resentment can swallow his sharp remarks, abate his anger, and he can go to great lengths to be considerate, kind, and courteous. He can deftly skirt the differences. Through praise and mental effort, he can get out of the habit of antagonism then he will be able to get along better not only with his wife but with business associates also assume the harmonious state and eventually you will find peace and harmony the great mistake a great mistake is to discuss your marital problems or difficulties with neighbors and relatives i agree with that suppose for example a wife says to the neighbor john never gives me any money He treats my mother abominably, drinks to excess, and is constantly abusive and insulting. Now, this wife is degrading and belittling her husband in the eyes of all the neighbors and relatives. He no longer appears as the ideal husband to them. Never discuss your marital problems with anyone except a trained counselor. Why cause numerous people to think negatively of your marriage? Moreover, as you discuss and dwell upon these shortcomings of your husband, you are actually creating these states within yourself. Who is thinking and feeling it? You are. As you think and feel, so are you. Relatives will usually give you the wrong advice. It is usually biased and prejudiced because it is not given in an impersonal way. Any advice you receive which violates the golden rule, which is a cosmic law, is not sound or good. It is well to remember that no two human beings ever live beneath the same roof without clashes of temperament, periods of hurt and strain. Never display the unhappy side of your marriage to your friends. Keep your quarrels to yourself. Refrain from criticism and condemnation of your partner. Don't try to make your wife over. A husband must not try to make his wife over into a second edition of himself. The tactless attempt to change her in many ways is foreign to her nature. These attempts are always foolish and many times result in a dissolution of the marriage. 
these attempts to alter her, destroy her pride and self-esteem, and arouse a spirit of contrariness and resentment that proves fatal to the marriage bond. Adjustments are needed, of course, but if you have a good look inside your own mind and study your character and behavior, you will find so many shortcomings that will keep you busy the rest of your life. If you say, I will make him over into what I want, you are looking for trouble in the divorce court. You are asking for misery. You will have to learn the hard way that there is no one to change but yourself. Pray together and stay together through steps in prayer. The first step, never carry over from one day to another, accumulated irritations arising from little disappointments. Be sure to forgive each other for any sharpness before you retire at night. The moment you awaken in the morning, claim infinite intelligence is guiding you in all your ways. Send out loving thoughts of peace, harmony, and love to your marriage partner, to all members of the family, and to the whole world. The second step, say grace at breakfast. Give thanks for the wonderful food, for your abundance, and for all your blessings. Make sure that no problems, worries, or arguments shall enter the table. Conversation, the same applies at dinner time. Say to your wife or husband, I appreciate all you're doing, and I radiate love and goodwill to you all day long. The third step, the husband and wife should alternate in praying each night. Do not take your marriage partner for granted. Show your appreciation and love. Think appreciation and goodwill rather than condemnation, criticism, and nagging. The way to build a peaceful home and a happy marriage is to use a foundation of love, beauty, harmony, mutual respect, faith in God, and all things good. Read the 23rd, 27th, and 91st Psalms, the 11th chapter of Hebrews, the 13th chapter of 1 Corinthians, and other great texts of the Bible before going to sleep. As you practice these truths, Your marriage will grow more and more blessed through the years. Okay, so I think that was a good chapter, especially for those of you who are marriage and those of us who are marriage minded. And I will say us because even though I'm not looking yet, your girl's going to find her husband. So I think that was um, pretty good insight. Um, Yeah, I think it was pretty good insight, especially... Um, with the chapters at the end that tells you to kind of read over. Um, I think it was pretty good. What do you guys think? Let me know in the comments, as always. Thank you guys for listening. It was a pretty long chapter, or maybe I just babbled a lot. I don't know. (laughs) But thank you guys for always taking the time to tune in to listen to me. I appreciate it um, so much. Don't forget to add gratitude as a daily practice in your life. I promise you, your life will change once you add the daily practice of gratitude. You guys have a blessed day. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Babes Who Manifest podcast. I am your host, Luanza, a.k.a. The Gratitude Chick. Don't forget to follow us on our new YouTube page at The Gratitude Chick. Make sure to click in our description box for a good deal on starting your own dropshipping business with Shopify.